Welcome to the Cap City Outfitters podcast. This is episode number 30. Um, you have Brian and Chris. Uh, today we're going to talk about things to shoot at. Um, so what kind of targets, why certain targets, um, how to choose targets that are safe and effective for what you're trying to do, and then using those targets to keep you accountable from a an accuracy and a rounds going down range standpoint. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and this conversation is not about necessarily where to shoot at those things. It's more about what some options for you to shoot at um, with the understanding, always have a safe backstop, you know, know your bullets, foreground, background, etc. ballistic effect, have someplace safe to shoot these things. Um, we will we'll talk about how to safely shoot some of those things though. So uh, starting off with that from a safety perspective, steel targets. Um, what are steel targets good for and what are they not good for? Um, because steel targets are something that we see people just use and blaze away on and not really gain anything from it other than having fun, which is perfectly acceptable. But as a training tool, something to sharpen you know, your, your, your pointy end of your defensive tools, as it were, um, a lot of people shoot really big steel targets really fast and think they're doing themselves a favor. And what they're teaching, honestly, is, is a lack of critical accuracy, um, a, a lack of being able to put bullets exactly where they need to go. But because they got the ping, there's that verification that, oh, well, I hit the target and that's great. But if you're shooting a gigundo target at close range, you're probably not doing yourself any favors. Um, So, you know, we start talking about steel targets. We talk a lot about size. Um, Shoot a steel target size that makes you accountable for whatever it is you're trying to achieve. If you're trying to achieve a a critical hit on a target that would be um, simulating somebody trying to hurt you, um, you know, generally, if you're larger than probably an eight-inch circle, or maybe a what would it be an an, like a an quarter, AB, like a yeah, eight like AB size steel. Um, we generally refer to that as like quarter size steel. So yeah. a quarter size IPSC target, yeah, or a quarter size IDPA target, yeah, which is phenomenally generous. That's a big target, um, but generally, if you're shooting anything much bigger than that, you know, are you really getting um, hits that would that would equate to um, you know, heart, lung, hydraulic hits, or central nervous system hits, when you start getting any bigger than that, you're, you're probably not even close at some point if you're not centered up on the exact middle of the target. And at that point, why not shoot the smaller target anyway? Make it more of a challenge. Um, so that's one of the things that, you know, when we talk about steel targets, steel targets are a phenomenal training aid. Um, they give you visual feedback. You don't have to walk down range and pace targets. There's a whole bunch of things they do for you that speed up the training process. Um, and, and everybody loves the instant feedback aspect of steel. Everybody loves the ping. It's good verification that you did things right. Um, but, but understand what you're trying to achieve and make sure you're choosing the correct size target for that. Uh, yeah. Additionally, with steel, um, you know, re- talk, look at the manufacturer's instructions for how close you should be to the steel target. Um, steel targets, especially different designs, some more than others, can send spalling pieces of metal back at you at extremely high velocities. Um, And this applies to handguns as much as it does to rifles. Um, If you're shooting steel targets with handguns at at, at close range, stuff's gonna come back at you. Um, Do wear wraparound eye pro, do wear a ball cap pulled low on your head, Um, you know, do wear those different things and then understand that you're probably still gonna get pinged at some point or another. They're not something to come back and hit you. So be safe with that, follow the manufacturer's instructions, if you're shooting at a gun club, they usually have safety rules as well. Follow those rules so you don't get booted off. They're there for your safety. Um, with rifles, even more so, if you shoot high-velocity rifle bullets at steel targets, you can damage the targets. 
damaging the targets will make them will render them unsafe almost immediately um, so you know always inspect the steel before you shoot at it and then and then make sure you're not damaging the steel while you're doing it and, and getting hurt so and on the rifle side make sure you're not using anything with a, a penetrator core in it yes so green tip or mark uh, was it um, oh wow um, M855 green tip yeah. 556 five, ammo is is really hard on almost all steel targets especially within a hundred yards um, you know, if you don't know the composition of the steel, AR-500 targets will take a beating. AR-550 targets are almost indestructible as long as you're 100 yards or further away. Um, but any kind of steel penetrator, whether it's light armor piercing M855 or whether it's legit black tip AP rounds out of a 5.56 gun or out of a 308 gun or, or, or AK, um, comblock stuff, that, that little steel spike penetrator does crazy things. Uh, and it'll come back a long, long way and bite somebody. So do not run AP steel on steel. Yeah, and you know with steel targets, seriously, spend the extra money, invest in high quality. Yeah. At minimum AR five hundred, um, if you can find it and afford it, AR five fifty. Yes. Is definitely the way to go, um, just from a longevity of your targets. Yeah. Um, steel targets are, are very much a buy once, cry once kind of situation. Yeah, if you buy good stuff, you know, they are consumable, but if you buy good stuff, it takes a long, long time to wear them out if you don't do anything stupid. So, um, paper scored targets. Yeah. Papers, keep you honest. Biggest thing here. So, um, for, for, to be honest, the B8 target. Yeah. Or the, really the B8 repair center. Um, is kind of the paper target, I would say, by which all other paper targets are judged. Yeah. Um, it works really well from a zeroing perspective. You know, for a rifle, you put it at 50 yards, it's right about the same size as a 2MOA dot on your rifle. You know, the bull, I guess the, the bullseye is maybe a little bit bigger, so you can get, the, get a red dot centered up in it. Yeah. Um, makes it easy to zero on. Um, keeps you accountable, you know, from a drill standpoint, from scoring. Yeah. Um, a lot of different things you can do with the B8. Um, working those at 25 yards with a pistol um, will make you a far more accurate pistol shooter, even than running something like dot torture. Um, as much as we love the dot torture drill, yeah. Um, those two-inch circles are actually more generous. I think even at like six yards than a B8, the block on a B8 at 25. Yeah, probably. I'd, I'd have to do the math orology on that, but that sounds about right. Um, if you guys, if you look around, uh, um, you know, in the world and look at guys out there who are serious shooters, trainers, skilled folks, um, while they may not shoot B8s or shoot that target all the time, almost everyone has some manner of drill that has some name, like this drill will destroy your ego drill or the hater or the scrambler or the masher or the you know the, the humbler the there's there's all these different almost all those drills are shot on BA targets and there's almost all a reason that they have a name that's fairly nasty and unpleasant because it's a drill that will put you that that target will keep you honest and put you in your place if you think you're good shoot a scored target at 25 yards um, and then go watch the guys who are really good shoot bullseyes one-handed at 50 yards and figure out that wow there's something to it um, you know, so but that the paper targets in general that are scored will keep you honest. Um, and if you go away from the B8 to a training style target that's maybe a little more go fast target, there are numerous different targets that will keep you accountability, keep you accountable for heart, lung size hits in the right place 
anatomically. Um, there are targets out there that, you know, same thing with the cranioocular cavity on the human head that'll keep you honest for hitting that type of thing too. Um, IDPA and IPSC target headshots, the credit card size thing on an IPSC is pretty honest. Um, the big circle on an IDPA, a little less so, but probably still good, but it's in the wrong place. It's right on top of the shoulders, and that's not where it's yeah. at on a people. So, um, you know, paper targets are awesome. You just, you know, buy some good ones. You know, we have some targets from VTAC, and we have some training targets here at Cap City Outfitters that are, you know, 75 or 50 cents a piece. They're inexpensive. You can buy a handful of them, have them with you. Um, B8 targets, unfortunately, we're having a really hard time sourcing B8 Actually, repair we're not, centers. Because the back of a VTAC target oh, has right. four B8s on it. Hot dog! I forgot about uh, that. And then on the front, you have an IPSC target overlaid with the human skeleton, so you can see what your rounds are doing from an anatomical perspective. I forgot all about um, that. And then still use, you know, IPSC style scoring Yep. as far as, you know, A-zone, upper... I prefer to, you know, generally when I take people to range and we shoot cardboard backers, which I like the IPSC backers again because we get the credit card, uh, anything outside the upper A zone. So from the bottom of the A to the top of the A zone is basically like your down zero area or your yeah. hit zone. Anything outside of that I generally consider to be a miss. Um, so when it comes time to score targets or repair targets, um, we'll tape up, you know, anything outside of that. Yeah. roughly that square um, and then anything outside of the credit card uh, partly because it makes it go a little bit faster yeah. repairing targets we're only chasing misses um, and it, it kind of helps you to, to learn to just be like alright I need to call my shot Yeah. Um, make the hits and then go look for more work versus taking a shot trying to find it taking another shot trying yeah. to find it um, but getting that habit of just sending, I guess what we call it, non-standard response. Yeah. Um, doing what you need to do, trusting that those those holes are going where they need to, and then looking for more work to do. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and guys, that's the, the, the since we're there, since that drags us to one of our other topics for targets, things to shoot at, negative targets. Taking that upper A zone out of a USPSA target, cutting it out completely, and shooting at the hole. Um, you know, not worrying about anything that's going on with a hit that's where it's supposed to be is going through the target. Anything that falls outside that is a miss, but the reality check is if you're running a gun with the front sight on it, you should be looking at the front sight, and in theory, probably not real able to see those misses and talk to the conversation. So if you're driving the gun appropriately, that's where you should be. If you're running a dot, it allows you to look at the target, and if you match the trigger and see the miss, whatever, that's fine. Um, fix yourself. But that is a, a really neat aspect to using some of the cardboard targets and some of the paper targets out there is that you can create that negative zone. And, and it, a lot of people want to shoot, look, shoot, look, shoot, look. Where did that hit? Where did that go? Don't worry about it. You're addressing a threat. There are bullseye shooting opportunities where you might want to see where your miss went so you can adjust. But, you know, most defensive shooting drills with multiple shots, that's not it. You want to run the drill and then go back and be honest about what you did during the drill. So, um so that, you know, paper targets, um, we kind of covered cardboard targets a little bit with that as well. Uh, we carry IDPAs and IPSCs, so if you're buying them based on your sport or you like round center zones, hit zones versus uh, elongated rectangular ones or, or you know, modify them however, um, we have a zero tolerance policy on carrying pocket knives. That's one of the reasons, so you can modify your target as you need to. Or just stab it because it's fun. Yeah, so, actually, that's, that's a zero tolerance policy on not carrying a pocket knife. Exactly. So, yep. And, and also... There may be cake. Yes. 
So we're staked. Absolutely. So um, paper decision making targets. I'm not aware of a lot of cardboard decision making targets. They're probably out there. Um, but paper decision making targets, things that have different geometric shapes, different colors, different numbers, things you can use to force someone to do math before they shoot, things you can do someone uh, do to force someone to think and make a decision before they pull the trigger. Um, and it is always fun to create a situation where you give somebody a no-shoot solution as well. Um, you know, if you have a target that has a bunch of different numbers on it and you throw out, you know, um, shoot everything that adds up to X, Y, Z, and you throw out a number that doesn't add up to anything, then you shouldn't shoot because not every situation will be a shoot situation. But decision-making targets, um, geometrics, numbers, colors, etc., are a really, really good thing. Um, you know, we're not looking for something where you have to go write an you know, an essay on, you know, I don't know, philosophy, Plato, or something like that. Not that kind of decision-making target. So yeah. So uh, also, some of those same targets have, you know, different things to work your offset, especially with a dot on a yeah. rifle. Yep. Yep. Or even a dot on a pistol, because um, with a, a dot on a pistol, there is some offset to be aware of. Um, so those are you know really good for that kind of stuff too. Yes. Um, so. You can find those. Those are definitely on the front side of the VTAC target. Yes. Or I'm sorry, on the back side of the back VTAC side target. Back side of the VTAC target. Yep. Yep. Cool. Um, last thing um, I, I think we're probably going to talk about is going to be marking targets. Yeah. Um, marking targets, guys, is we're, we're back to marking targets is almost a similar conversation to running the right size steel target, not a great big one. Um, going and marking your targets, it, it keeps you honest. It lets you not necessarily be able to go, oh, well, I'm pretty sure all my hits were hits. All those misses have been there already. Um, you know, if you're running a driller and iteration, go down, mark your target. I don't care if you cover it with a paster. Uh, we sell pasters here. I don't care if you mark it with a Sharpie or a pen that you keep in your pocket, whatever you do. But mark your targets and be honest. You've got a couple different ways to do it, but it'll keep you honest about where your hits are going um, and keep you accountable for every time you pull the trigger. The reality check is as soon as you step out your front door in the morning, um, well, hell's bells, if you fire your gun inside your house, you're still accountable for that bullet. But in general, you're accountable for every round that leaves the muzzle of your gun um, in a moral and legal way. So when you're training, treat the target as such and, and make sure that you know whether or not you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Um, you know, we've all been at training events where, or, or, or fun shooting events where, you know, people are just, it becomes a little bit of a free for all, let's shoot as fast as we can, and while that target looks like a shotgun shot, it. that's probably not doing anyone any good from a training perspective. So, you know, every round or two, go down, mark up your target, make sure it's cleaned up, make sure you know where your rounds are going, or, or you know, you're probably not helping yourself quite as much as you could be. Yeah, be absolutely uncompromising in your accuracy standards. Yep. Um, you know, it's kind of expected that things may loosen up a little bit, you know, in a gunfight. Um, but if we're, you know, if we're keeping everything to what would be considered like a fist-sized group on target, yeah. and they go to double a fist-sized group, you know, in a gunfight, we're still putting all of our rounds on target where they need to go. You know, if we're accepting anything, you know, inside the D zone on on a uh, IPSC-sized target, then when things get bigger we just missed with probably three out of four rounds yeah yeah so you know again some of these you know some of these tips will help you create accountability some of them will have you a little more fun um you know some of them will make you a better shooter so definitely some things to consider as you're trying to look at what you can shoot out or some new options or new ideas or different options or different ideas there are a million different things you can do to put on a cardboard backer or 
or on a, you know wherever it is you shoot to to challenge yourself with be open to those things be cognizant of any safety issues around them and make those choices appropriately uh, but definitely have some fun switch things up a little bit um, it'll it'll keep your training from getting stale um, I know it's hard to believe that you know you can shoot enough to get bored with it but if you do the same thing over and over again it, it does actually happen occasionally so yeah uh, to add to that real quick with marking targets yes um, using black masking tape um, with b8s especially to mark the black part and then just running other masking tape or if you go to Amazon's a good place to find it or maybe a cross store but cardboard colored masking tape um, that looks a little bit more neutral on a backer um, from a visual standpoint it helps you to stop using masking tape as kind of references for where to put your sights yeah um, you know and then realizing that targets get shot up so when paper or cardboard targets got shot up to a certain degree take them down put new ones up yep um, and then trying to um, run especially with the like cardboard targets you're not mounting them directly to um, firing strips or one by twos or two by fours or whatever you have and not to a bigger piece of cardboard behind them yeah uh, especially if you're doing target to target transition stuff um, things like the hackathon headshot standards um, like an Elprez drill that kind of stuff being able to cleanly see the target silhouettes um, really makes a difference when you go to run those drills yep 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 <coughs> pardon me cool yeah I'd say that pretty well wraps up things to shoot at. I think, yeah, that's that's that just scratches the surface <laughs> because, you know, we could go back to bottles and cans down at the old trash dump um, and rats and what. I will throw out one, one extra thing, things to shoot at. Um, and I'll do this in honor of one of the guys we shoot at. Um, go shoot at game animals legally, ethically, morally. Go shoot at things at different distances that are trying to hide from you, run from you, etc. Legally. Um, coyotes, crows, hogs, groundhogs, groundhogs uh, things of that nature. Go get a hunting doves. license and learn to hunt. Yeah, doves, things in the air. Um, another great target choice if you're a hunter um, will make you a better shot because it's an on-demand conversation. So, yeah. Um, yeah so be, be be an American and eat eat meat you killed. Uh, I guess to add to that, one last thing you can you can shoot at um, that works exceptionally well especially for learning how to trust and work with the offset on your rifle from zero to 30 yards is hanging golf balls with a piece <laughs> of paracord um yes so take take get some golf balls drill out you know hole through them um tie a paracord to them and then from your you know your hang whatever you put your backers on yeah you know from those two furring strips um, run another piece of paracord and then hang your golf balls yep or do this at different distances yeah um, because a golf ball is well within the accuracy standards for the you know for an m193 round out of an ar-15 yeah um, it is also smaller than you know your offset um, from the dot to the optic out through about 30 yards mm-hmm. uh, if you want to you want to learn where the bullet's going to go in relation to the sight um, this is a phenomenal training tool. Absolutely. And again, guys, like the other, you know, it, you know, stop in and talk to us. Um, if you've got questions about targets, things you can shoot at, etc. Um, we've been doing this for a very, very long time and having a lot of fun with it and doing a lot of work as well. Um, we've, we've shot a lot of different things. We've, we've made modifications to a lot of the things we just talked about. 
um, and, and you know, stop in and talk to us. We, you know, we, we have a lot of fun in our training and the things that we do. Uh, we might be able to give you some ideas you can use on your facility if we can have a conversation about where you're shooting that can give you some safe ideas that'll freshen things up a little bit, make things more challenging, and, and hopefully help make you a better shooter. So yeah, stop in and talk to us. Yeah, uh, thank you for joining. You can find us on social media at Cap City Outfitters. Uh, we are on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, see us on the web, capcityoutfitters.com. And then please come visit us at the store. Um, we'd love to see you stop in and chat. Uh, we do donuts and coffee on Saturdays. Uh, we are located in Hilliard, Ohio, 4465 Cemetery, Cemetery Road. Road. Uh, thanks for joining. We'll see you soon. Bye.